Wake up, it's time for Transformation Radio. I don't know if, you, if you've heard the song on the record. The song we're about to do for you is right now is the first song on Offerings. And at the end of the song on the record, there's an awesome choir that sings with us. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's not a choir here with us tonight. So, uh, so can y'all be our choir? Who is this King of glory That pursues me with His love Haunts me with each hearing Of His softly spoken words My conscience a reminder Of the forgiveness that I need who is this King of glory who offers it to me? Who is this King of angels who oh, blessed Prince of peace revealing things of heaven all its mystery Spirit save along for his grace in which to stand. Who is this King of glory, Son of God and Son of Man? His name is Jesus, precious Jesus. Lord
is Jake Fink um, coming to third phase this week, June 29th. Uh, let's just talk about a little bit of what the Lord's done in my life. Through first and second phase, um, he's helped me stay here. Not only with the Lord helping me, I have my brothers. Um, I just uh, give you guys encouragement to, when, our, when you're in trouble and wanting to leave or going through tough times, you know, find that brother to lean on, um, find the Lord to lean on, and uh, he, he works miracles in your life. The restoration he's worked with me and my kids is, is great. They actually want to, you know, be around their dad now. It's a uh, it's awesome feeling, so. Just stay strong and your courage and faith gets stronger as you go. Hey guys, this is Ben Wilson. Uh, just moved to third phase last night. I just want to tell you guys, I'm proud of everyone in here. It takes real guts to even come in this place. Uh, just like Jake was saying a second ago, it's good to get one or two of them guys just to hold you accountable and be there for each other. Um, in Ecclesiastes 4, it says... To, talks about having friendships and being tight um, to be be there to hold one another up when the other one falls the other one can help one can help the other one up um, and that's what I've really learned to grow and learned in God's word um, God's uh, worked in many ways in my life in the last few months just by me submitting myself to him and submitting myself to this process um, there's more f I have a long ways to go I'm not perfect but uh God's starting to restore my family. I mean, when I came in, my father wouldn't even speak to me or didn't want anything to do with me. I hadn't seen my daughter since December of 2013. And the last family day, she came for my resolution. I mean, that relationship, with, as I get closer with the Lord, the relationships with people here are just getting tighter and the bonds that are becoming. And I just want to encourage you guys to keep walking it out and putting one foot in front of the other. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. And now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, today we'll be reading from the book of Acts, chapter 21, verses 1 through 17. We'll learn about the traveler. This farewell journey brought both joy and sorrow to Paul. But, you know, life is like that, isn't it? He knew what lay ahead of him, but kept going. We'll learn about the peacemaker. Paul moved from the will of the Lord be done to do what we tell you. So anxious was Paul to bring unity to the Jews and Gentiles in the church that he agreed to the plan. Was he following wisdom from above or earthly wisdom? That's been a debate down through the years. We'll learn about the prisoner. The plan almost worked. On the last day, however, trouble started. Paul had been careful not to cause any unrest in the city, but his efforts had been in vain. But you know what? God is still in control. He used Paul's trials to accomplish his purpose so that his servant got to Rome. Now he can do the same for his people today. So we need to walk by faith. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. July 1st, the New Testament. Acts chapter 21, verses 1 through 17. After saying farewell to the Ephesian elders, we, Luke, Paul, and their companions, sailed straight to the island of Kos. The next day, we reached Rhodes and then went to Patera. There we boarded a ship sailing for Phoenicia. We sighted the island of Cyprus, passed it on our left, and landed at the harbor of Tyre in Syria, 
where the ship was to unload its cargo. We went ashore, found the local believers, and stayed with them a week. These believers prophesied through the Holy Spirit that Paul should not go on to Jerusalem. When we returned to the ship at the end of the week, the entire congregation, including women and children, left the city and came down to the shore with us. There we knelt, prayed, and said our farewells. Then we went aboard, and they returned home. The next stop after leaving Tyre was Ptolemaeus, where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed for one day. The next day we went on to Caesarea and stayed at the home of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven men who had been chosen to distribute food. He had four unmarried daughters who had the gift of prophecy. Several days later a man named Agabus, who also had the gift of prophecy, arrived from Judea. He came over, took Paul's belt, and bound his own feet and hands with it. Then he said, The Holy Spirit declares, So shall the owner of this belt be bound by the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem, and turned over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the local believers all begged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. But he said, Why all this weeping? You're breaking my heart. I am ready not only to be jailed at Jerusalem, but even to die for the sake of the Lord Jesus. When it was clear that we couldn't persuade him, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. After this we packed our things and left for Jerusalem. Some believers from Caesarea accompanied us, and they took us to the home of Menasin, a man originally from Cyprus and one of the early believers. When we arrived, the brothers and sisters in Jerusalem welcomed us warmly. Today we're reading from Psalm 149, verses 1 through 9. God's people should be a singing people. You are reminded again that praise pleases God and beautifies God's people. God's word is your sword, and it should be on your lips as well as in your hand. Praise is a wonderful weapon for defeating the enemy. And now the book of Psalms. This is Psalm 149, verses 1 through 9. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing His praises in the assembly of the faithful. O Israel, rejoice in your Maker. O people of Jerusalem, exult in your King. Praise His name with dancing, accompanied by tambourine and harp. For the Lord delights in His people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let the faithful rejoice that He honors them. Let them sing for joy as they lie in their beds. Let the praises of God be in their mouths, and a sharp sword in their hands, to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with shackles and their leaders with iron chains, to execute the judgment written against them. This is the glorious privilege of His faithful ones. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 18, verse 8. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Tell your 
Your burdened heart at the cross, there is room. Tell it in the Savior's ear. All that 
Cody Thorpe here, second phase. Just want to affirm Eric DeFranco, doing real good, kid. You made it far, you've came a long way. Hard worker, keep it up, buddy. Hope to see you soon and continue seeing you. Cody Thorpe, out. Hi, this is Pastor Tom Holliday, and I want to welcome you back to day 15 of our Daring Faith devotions. Relying on God requires faith. When you lean on something, you trust that it will hold you up. When you lean on the Lord, you're saying, I have faith that God is strong enough to hold me up. God told Joshua in Joshua 1.5, no one will be able to defeat you all your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forget you. And God says that to you too. 
As long as Joshua leaned on God, he was undefeatable. Joshua accomplished the impossible because he was depending on the Lord. So who or what are you leaning on for strength? Are you leaning on the approval of other people? That's a very shaky foundation. People are going to let you down. Nobody can hold you up all the time. Eventually, they're going to get tired. They're not, they're not going to be able to do it, and you're going to get dropped. You can't even trust in yourself. Have you noticed how often you let yourself down? You make promises to yourself all the time you don't keep. So what can you do? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. That's what you do. Leaning on the Lord, it can be scary. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. It can make you worry. Is God gonna come through? Is he gonna hold me up? That's why it requires faith to lean on the Lord. You have to believe that he has your best interest at heart. You have to trust him even when you don't understand. And then you have to move forward convinced that he will make your path straight. When you do this, you will discover the truth of 1 Corinthians 2, 9. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Let's pray together. Our Father, we want to live a life of trust. I want to live a life of faith in you. And I just encourage you to say to God right now, Lord, I want to be that person that trusts in you with all my heart, that leans on you and not on my own understanding. So right now, in my job, in my family, in my work, in all the areas of my life, I choose to lean on you for strength. In Jesus' name, amen. It's all part of this grander plan that is coming. 
Jim Haddox. I um, want to give an affirmation to Greg Schaefer. I think you're a great dude, man. You're a great role model for the guys. Um, I also like the way you are in your word and, and um, your faith. Your faith is really strong, man. Uh, just keep, keep on growing in it, brother. Your ministry will work out. Thank God. Talk to you later, Bob. Good morning. This is Pastor Craig. And uh, with a word to share with you, brothers, you know, we walk in this thing now, this new thing that we've come to at the refuge, Christianity, discipleship. Uh, we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. We've been washed in the blood. Hopefully we've been baptized, introduced to the Holy Spirit. And we're walking in a new light. We're new creations in Christ. And that changes everything. Now we're in a, a new level We've admitted that we need help, we need our God, and we are seeking His face. And in that, we've now come into the body of Christ, the army of God, and we fight the unseen, the spiritual. So there's a lot more to this than just getting freed up from the uh, choices, the bad choices and the consequences. So I want to share with you a prayer that uh, my pastor, Pastor Tim Burton, shared with the whole congregation, which was pretty bold. I'm going to read it to you guys. And I hope it enlightens you. Um, with that being said, I'm just going to read it. It says, Prayer for Freedom. Thank you, Father God, for sending your Son, Jesus, to rescue me from sin and death. Thank you, Jesus, for taking my place and paying the penalty for my sin upon the cross, shedding your blood to forgive, cleanse, and set me free. Through your through your blood, the power of sin is broken, and Satan and every demon is defeated, and their works are destroyed. Therefore, in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce every unclean, evil, demonic spirit that has entered and influenced my life, my body, my soul, my relationships. I reject and cut off every curse, every sin, habit, or pattern. Every resentment and every root of bitterness, I choose to forgive who have hurt me in any way, so that I do not grieve the Holy Spirit. I repent, change my mind, turn away from my sins, and receive forgiveness and grace. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit and set me free. I will follow you with my whole heart. We fight the unseen. We're in a spiritual battle. And in Hosea 4.6 it says, Clearly, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So we must seek that knowledge and know that we're up against something greater than ourselves by far, but that wants to come against us because we are now children of God, where once we were not, we were uh, part of the enemy encampment. And the enemy wants us back, so we have to daily fight this thing. 
through prayers like what was just read over you every day, every morning. So I just encourage you, brothers, to keep on the good fight, the good path, and uh, God bless you.
I was just too far from home. Still, I always wonder when I close my eyes. After all I've done, could he run to me? And would he kiss my face? Could he even look at me? After where I've been, should he take me back? For I would understand. Thank you for listening to Transformation Radio.